The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are about to enter a world of straight talk, compelling issues, and real solutions. Welcome to Power of Peace Radio with your host, Kit Cummings. Each week, we will tackle the issues that you've been talking about. We bring desperately needed hope and peace to our youth and our communities. Now, here is Kit Cummings. Welcome, everybody, to Power of Peace Radio. We're so glad you tuned in tonight. We are coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. If I sound a little different tonight, it's because Microsoft is having some issues with Skype. We are broadcasting remote tonight. And so uh, bear with us. It's going to be a great show. But anyway, just in case, but we have an uh, incredible guest tonight. I'm going to introduce him in just a second. But for those that are tuning in for the first time, I know that happens every single week. More and more people are listening. This is POP Radio. Power of Peace Project is our organization. We do a lot of different things. But on this show, we talk about interrupting, redirecting, and uplifting at-risk youth who are on an unhealthy, risky, or dangerous course. We do our thing in schools and prisons and communities, even corporate gigs, churches. We go where we're invited. And that has taken me to places all over the world because everybody wants peace. Everybody needs it. We were built for it, born for it. When we lack it, we yearn for it. And we're living in a day and age where there's a lot of people that have either lost their peace and given into fear, lack, um, anxiety, and we sit all over the place. And people are talking about it. A lot of topics out there with racial issues, cops and communities. We got problems with our kids. And this is a show that's very upbeat. We have fun. We laugh. We have great guests. But we talk about relevant issues that matter. And we try to provide solutions. It's in the show where we're going to uh, complain or blame or make excuses. Um, but we're going to talk about some stuff. And so uh, tonight, uh, that's where we're at. Tonight, to start the show, I'm going to um, include uh, our sponsor. This is part two of an organization that we are highlighting um, that it's Follow Me Realty Associates. And the interesting thing about this company, it's a veteran-owned business. And tonight... Uh, we're going to do a quick little spot, Sergeant Justin Gerald, retired veteran, and uh, four combat tours, two in Iraq, two in Afghanistan, 46 months of combat tour, uh, sniper squad leader, got out and basically had to rebuild and start over, beautiful little boy, and now is a businessman, but uh, has a cause behind his business. Justin, tell us a little bit about Follow Me Realty, what you do and why you do it. Well, hey, Kay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on here. Um, I really appreciate it. What we do is uh, it's not just strictly for veterans. Uh, you know, we work with regular folks, too. <laughs> um, but mostly we do, we do uh, aim to help veterans out, uh, and mainly the push and cause for that is 22 veterans a day. Well, it's 22 to 23 veterans a day are taking their own lives, um, and... It, the, the numbers on that are just 
I mean, it's, it's just too big, and we really need to do something about it. So that's a big part, portion of what we do is try to raise awareness. So with every commission that we earn, portions of that goes to uh, not only supporting other veteran businesses, but other causes, nonprofit causes, to raise awareness for PTSD, which for those of you that don't know, that's post-traumatic stress disorder, um, and it goes to helping uh, mild traumatic brain injuries and things like that. So um, that is really our driving force uh, for what we do. Well, uh, they can find you at... How can they at find follow me realty associates.com. Uh, or our email is followmyrealtyassociates at gmail.com as well. And look them up on Facebook. Justin, we thank you for your service. Um, I bless you for your work. And thank keep you. it up, man. More and more people are starting to tune in to this very, very important issue. All right, so okay. we're going to move on it. now. And um, we're going to talk about uh, what we came here tonight to, to talk about. We've got a, a great show for you. And tonight... I entitled this episode, Anatomy of a Dream. When you ask a young person today the question, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Many of them pause and stammer and try to think of something to say, but they really don't have an answer to that question. A better question would be, who are you and what is your unique gift? The meaning of life is finding out what your special gift is. The purpose of life is to share it with the world. Many of this young generation today are drifting along, unaware of their gifts, completely on autopilot when it comes to their dreams, more of a whatever mentality. This week, our guest is singer and actor Keith Robinson from the hit film Dream Girl, as well as many other acting accomplishments. He will discuss what it took to follow his dream to Hollywood and the passion and drive it took to succeed. We need to help our young brothers and sisters Begin to dream. Find out what makes them come alive. And we know that passion hides in our unique gift. So tonight, Keith Robinson, um, you might also have seen him in uh, the James Brown movie as well as Dream Girls. He's been in Fat Albert, go back a little ways. Also an R&B singer. You saw him on the Academy Awards performing uh, the hit song from Dream Girls. But we're very, very excited. Keith Robinson, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And we also got somebody else on the line, Mr. Zeron Pledger, who tonight, you know, well, everybody knows him as Z. And so Z is our guest co-host, and we've, uh, we've been doing some pretty cool stuff together, a lot of stuff together. And so Z has become a partner in this thing. So Z, you out there, buddy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on? Y'all doing all right? Yes, sir. Well, go ahead and talk about your buddy Keith, and go ahead and uh, I want you to, to really introduce him and tell him how y'all connected, and then let's get on into this thing. Keith, man, first I want to just say thank you, man. I know you've been running today, um, so I appreciate you calling in for us. And um, when uh, Keith and I will start talking about the anatomy of the dreams and what building that embodies, you were the first person I thought about. So, um you know, like I was explaining to Kent, with me kind of being around in the early stages of your dream, your vision, two of us would just kind of have conversations about music and television and movies. I mean, just, just dreaming. I mean, I can go on and on and on about different stories of things that we discuss. But then seeing you step out on faith and um, your personal belief, I could not think of anybody else more ideal than you in talking about this. So I guess I just really, more so than anything else, we like to start out because, like kids say, when we're talking to these young people, they talk about things that 
they really want to do it. Most of the time is entertainment or sports because that's what's glamorized. Um, right. And that's the first thing that they see and they figure I can attain this if I have talent, not realizing that a lot of it is, is, is work ethic or regiment. Uh, and, and in your business, it's, it's business. I mean, show business, like they say, it's only 10% talent, 90% business uh, right. taking care of your business. I would want them to hear, like, when you first made a decision to make that move, what, you know, what, what idea sparked you to say, you know what, I'm going to step out and just do this. I'm going to step out and do it. I believe in myself enough and do it. And not just a dream and just sit around and talk about it. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess the first time I really, I thought, I mean, I, it's always been a dream of mine since, since high school to be in showbiz in some way. And, uh, you know, you know, in college I was in groups as you were and so on and so forth. But I, I guess, uh, once I kind of got out on my own, you know, when you, when you leave, when you leave the nest, you leave home. Uh, and I, I kind of came to a crossroads where I knew if I really wanted to do what I said I was going to do, I knew that it would always haunt me if I never at least gave it a shot. So I guess, you know, out of college, you know, my sophomore year, once we kind of dibbled and dabbled with a couple labels, I realized that in order for me to really, to really do it and make this uh, a career, I had to go where to the core of it, where it was really happening. And that was either LA or New York. So, uh, LA was the closest thing to home because of the weather and it was sunny and it wasn't, it wasn't a, what you call the, the concrete jungle. So we uh-huh. just, you know, loaded up the car and drove out and, and just, we just went from there. We just went for it. We just jumped in head first, basically. Now we probably need to go ahead and get this out of the way. I think we got three, Bulldogs on the phone. All you right. guys, am I right? That's right. That's right. Now we don't want to show it's just, it, it, it's all positive. We're not trying to tear anybody down or anything. But um, <laughs> but Steve Spurrier, if you're listening, we got you <laughs> back for that 52 you dropped on us. You thought <laughs> so? I, I was yeah, there. man. And that was that was really good. So Keith, I want you to know you're in a very safe place tonight, man. You got okay, Gators <laughs> on the line. Good, good, so, good. <laughs> well, tell me about this though. Okay, so you jump off and you just decide I'm going, and you pack right. up the car and you go west or you know wherever you were at the time. And I know there's a lot of people doing that, and then you probably know the number, but there are thousands of people that are going to LA every single week and showing up, and they have a dream. And right. everybody believes that, you know, they're going to do it, and you've got to have that. Mm-hmm. But have you seen, well, one, let's do this. I want to come back to that. What did it take? What, what did it look like when you first got there? Is it like what we hear about, man? You're living out of your car. You're going to these little commercial, you know, uh, auditions. Are you, you know, waiting tables? Or did you just kind of hit right when you got there? What was it like? What did it take? Well, I mean, I hit relatively early, but that's, there was still a gap. I mean, I lived in hotels. I lived in a, I lived in a Super 8 hotel. I lived in a Motel 6. I lived in the Days Inn. Um, and I was telemarketing. I was selling um, school supplies. And then I graduated to uh, breast enhancement cream, just odd jobs on the phone every day. <laughs> no, that, that, I had a couple of my – I was in a group, so it was me and two other guys who went to Georgia as well. So we were just kind of – tooling around. I mean, we had dibbled and dabbled, like I say, with the label. So we were just really set on trying to get a deal. Um, and, and that's pretty much, I mean, there, there's definitely a sacrifice involved. I mean, you know, it's a gamble. It's a, I call it Vegas, except it's, you're not gambling with chips, you're gambling with, with people. So it was, it was a gamble definitely, but, um, I kind of had an attitude of no plan B and I didn't really see myself not 
doing something. I knew I'd land on my feet in some way. And I think it's kind of that blind faith. I think that it takes a little bit of that in any type of endeavor you're going to step out on. You kind of got to just do it. And I, and I think because if you think too long or if you look down, then you probably won't do it. Yeah, and, and, and like you just said, Keith, you said it was you know said it was three of you, and I kind of know that that story. But what was your motivation every day versus? And I know you can't put yourself in in the head of the other two guys, but you versus the other two guys. And I ask that question is because you know when we sit in a room full of kids, you have those one or two that you can kind of see instinctively right. that it's in them to say, you know what, I'm going to do big things, and they really believe that. And the other ones are just kind of talking. They're just going along because they want right. to look cool from the classroom. Right. What was that? What's that motivation? What's that that's within you every day that you saw in you that you may not have seen in the other guys or guys that surround you in that, that realm? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess it was the, it was the, the maybe, it was, you know, the way I was raised to, to kind of, you know, some, you know, faith in God, to believe in yourself. I knew I had the talent. I knew I could compete. I just had to create the opportunity and be in the right place. And I just knew if I stuck with it, I, I could, I could make something happen. I, and I had been in it so long, you know, it seemed like with one I got before I got out here, you know, touring around Atlanta and in Athens and so forth and trying to get noticed. So I just didn't want any of my, the work that I had done up to that point to be in vain. And I knew that I had to, and I kind of, you know, with me leaving college, I didn't really have a plan B. So I, um, I didn't want to go home. I, I, going back to mama, mama's house wasn't an option for me. So I think, <laughs> yeah. I think not creating the, not having that safety valve and that cushion actually helped me. And, yeah. you know, there is a lot of people, there, there is a small percentage of people that make it. And, and those are the, I think they are the, the common denominators, all those things that I'm saying is that's kind of that, you know, either this or nothing, that all or nothing attitude. And, you know, some people speak on it. Some people really believe it. I think I was lucky enough to, to, uh, to really believe it. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I admire that. And uh, yeah, we, we we work in uh, environments where a lot of kids have given up or they've never, they've never been told they can make it. You know, a lot of these right. kids, and I'm not just talking about kids in the inner city. I'm talking about kids in the suburbs, too, where um, a young generation is, is feeling invisible. You know what I mean? When right. they say, you know, I see yeah. you, basically, you know, somebody saying, yeah, you know, I, you exist. I mean, I see right. you, I feel you, I got you. And these kids, there's right. so many of them, whether they got money or whether they don't. Inner city right. suburbs, gated communities or in the hood, they yeah. they they don't feel like anybody believes in them or they've been through some, some tough things. And I meet kids in juvenile corrections and I meet kids in country clubs and, and this generation is just hurting. So we're dealing with addiction, overdose, suicide, you know, teenage pregnancy, dropouts, you know, just um, we're worried about our kids. And I'm, I'm interested when you got out there and, you know, I noticed um, in your bio, I mean, you get a, a role in, in Power Rangers and then you're in uh, this uh, mimic sentinel and then all of a sudden the dream girls thing comes along and the james brown deal and this christmas and you've got a very impressive resume motown you know records so you know you you have talent timing you know connections and boom magic happens um do you see a lot of people in la that it doesn't work out like that and and especially i think the girls that go out there and say man i'm gonna be a model i'm gonna be an actress and all of a sudden they're working in movies that aren't all like the movies they thought they're gonna be in or their kids that get lost, you know, young people in drugs, alcohol. Tell us about Hollywood, maybe the the side we don't see. Yeah, I see it all the time. Uh, 
and, and just going back to me, as you shout out my, res- my, my some of the things on my resume, I mean, what people don't see is like for every for every one yes, there's a thousand no's. I mean, I deal with more rejection than than I can even count. I've lost more jobs than I than I can even count. Uh, I mean, it, it's a it, and, and it all goes back to being kind of grounded and knowing who you are and being spiritually and mentally grounded and, and kind of knowing, not letting yourself get too swept up into the wave. And I think that's the toughest thing in Hollywood is that it's kind of a deceptive, subtle effect. It's not like you, you, you hit the ground and, you know, it's a wild party and everybody's, you know, offering you drugs and there's all, it's not, it's a very subtle, uh, sinkage in, in, in LA. So you kind of have to just know who you are and be determined to not, let the business or how far you are uh, or not define who you are. So I think me coming out a little bit older helped. Um, but for every success that I've had, I mean, I, I've there's long stretches in between those resume points where there's been a lot of disappointment, a lot of rejection. So yeah. that in itself is what kind of helps build the house. The house is built on, you know, a lot of the rejection and how are you, how do you let that affect you? Do you look, does it make you study harder? Does it make you get better? Does it make you quit? And, and I'd be lying. Some days I feel like I didn't, I, I wanted to quit myself. Uh, even with a resume, even being recognizable when I walk out of the house. So I think that's the thing of Hollywood is that it's extreme highs and lows when it comes to the business, because you can go from being completely broke to completely rich to, Unknown uh, to can't not being able to walk down the street and then go back right. to not being able to walk down the street if you let if you let right. this business define you, and that's really the um, the arithmetic of being able to survive in an environment like this because it's it's extreme at times, but it's it, okay. it kinda, it, but it's subtly it's subtly it, it's subtly on you, which where you look back and you don't right. realize it's almost like being in the ocean and you look back and you don't realize how far you've gotten away from the shore. Yeah, the the undertow, the, the undertow idea. of Hollywood. Hey, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick because we're gonna go to our first break. And so uh, those that are tuned in, we're with actor, R&B singer, and um, Keith Robinson and Z Pledger, and we'll be right back after a short break. Stay with us. Love is in the air tonight. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. Hey, the gives me life. Hey. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you feel alone? Even when you're surrounded by others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling it's time to speak out take control of your existence and let your life speak bart queen is the host of a hero's journey his personal goal is to help you find your voice use that voice and live the life that you deserve to live do more be more and give more 
Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanki. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanki can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Power of Peace Radio. To reach Kit Cummings or his guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Kit at kitcummings.com. Now back to Power of Peace Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Kit Cummings, Zeep Ledger, Power of Peace Radio. Tonight we have actor, R&B singer, and man about Hollywood, also a role model to kids, Keith Robinson. And we're into some great discussion around the anatomy of the dream. And so far we've talked about how Keith got out to Hollywood, took a, a risk and did what, what he meant to dream of doing, and actually got out there and did what it, what it takes. And so, Zeke, uh, move on with it, brother. Keith, I wanted to ask you, I don't know if you guys watched the Emmys last night. I started to text Keith last night. I figured he might have been watching it since that's his thing. But Viola Davis got on stage last night, and she made a comment. She said, the only thing that separates women of color from anyone else's opportunity, you cannot win an Emmy for roles that are simply not there. So uh, I've asked, I kind of throw that in because I want to ask the question, are there opportunities because the industry is creating a culture like they've done in music for the urban music, or is it kind of because we don't have enough material that blacks or in Viola Davis' situation, like uh, black women, to read, accept, and perform? Which one do you think is more more of a factor that they're kind of typecasting or creating a culture by sending out things? Like, for instance, um, it kind of agitated me a little bit that out of all the great work that Denzel did, he wins an Academy Award once he does train today, where he acts a fool as a crooked police officer, black crooked police police officer. So my question is, you know, do is that what you think it is where the big big theaters, I mean the big uh, production houses are actually creating this culture for us, kind of like what they do with music, where the music is degrading women and we're, we're calling women out of their names and we're talking about drugs and things of that sort, or do you think it's just that we aren't creating the type of uh, product that we need for our black actors and actresses. Well, I more and more the material. There's a lot more material for black actors and actresses, but the avenues are limited. And I think they're, they're, it's getting better. I speak in the sense of that things are getting a lot better. I mean, I, I think now is one of the best times we've seen for you know people of color and projects. But there's still a lot of long way to go. I think there are great stories that there's a lot of great writers and directors that are creating material, but it's harder to get stuff made. Uh, it's harder to walk into a boardroom of producers or studio execs and get them and sell them on doing um, a movie that's that's uh, basically based around an African-American story. I mean, it's it's a lot tougher to sell. 
it's a lot tougher to get a big budget for that to, to get that to get that greenlit. So it's kind of a trickle down to where if, there, if there's less avenues to get it made, then you'd be led to believe that there's not that material out there. But I think more and more there is material. We just have to continue to create outlets. And when we get our opportunities to be shown, we have to do stories that are about humanity and not so much based around, you know, color and race or the degradation. I mean, it's so much easier to get a, a reality show greenlit where there's a lot of uh, uh, ratchetness going on as opposed to, you know, a great story, a great, you know, a great, great positive story. It's a lot easier to, uh, to to get those made as opposed to, you know, positive movies and, and things that don't always depict, uh, you know, degradation or drugs or the, or the, the same things that we, we normally see or a historic piece. You know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a mirror. I mean, Hollywood is, to me has always been a mirror of what's really going on in society in general. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's yeah. better, but I think that's still a long way to go. That's good, and it's a it's a segue into uh, now. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit and go to something totally different, but it goes to what you said right there at the end. It's a it's a mirror, and it really is uh, what you feel about yourself because you a few minutes ago you said, "Man, I've lost a thousand jobs for every one that I've gotten," and um, and it's how you deal with disappointment. There's one man listening. Um, he's a young man, and I he tunes in every week, and uh, you know I want to speak to him tonight. And uh, not by name, but um, I love this kid. We met in a juvenile correctional facility where we went and did the Power Peace Project. We go in and we teach kids about Dr. King, Mr. Gandhi, and Mr. Mandela, Mother Teresa, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh. And we, we take peacemakers, icons, champions of peace from the 20th century, and we teach them these kids that they have never even heard of them. These are 15, 16, 17-year-old tough kids out of Cleveland, Cincinnati, you know, Columbus, we do our thing in Detroit. And, uh, I mean, just tough prisons and, and juvenile corrections. And these are a lot of them kids that, that never, ever had a chance, the way a lot of us would think about it. Grew up in tough families and um, broken homes and maybe gang-infested neighborhoods, and that's all they've ever known. And I went into this place, and um, it was in Ohio, and we took the peace movement in there, and these kids... Uh, they signed a peace pledge, and two rival gangs dominate that, that juvenile. This is a detention center. It's not a little boot camp or a work camp. This is a prison. There's kids in there doing juvenile life. There's the 17, the average age, over half the gang affiliated, and they fight all the time. And there was one kid in there. He's pretty big, and he was connected in a gang. He was high-ranking gang member and uh, one of the leaders. And he signed that peace pledge. And to tell you the truth, I did not see what was in him. Uh, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have believed that he was going to be the guy. He was known as the most violent player, MVP, is what we called him. And after 40 days, this kid was voted on by the staff as the most valuable player because he had taken a stand for peace. And he recently got out, and he's back in the free world now. And he's he's trying so hard, man. He's he's trying to live in a good place. He's back in school. He's working for the Cleveland Indians, selling hot dogs and stuff. And I'm nice. so proud of him. But he's very he's going through a tough time, man. He's very tempted. He lives in a tough area, and he's he's down. And um, I I believe he's listening. What would you say to a kid that's trying to pull himself up, and he's discouraged? And you can speak to him if you want to right now. 
Right. Well, I mean, first I would say he has to. He should. He should be proud of himself because he represents the strongest of the strong. Uh, when it comes to perseverance, and that's pretty much what life is about. It's about perseverance because we all face adversity, and some of us face more adversity than the next. And I think the fact that he's that he's doing what he's doing now, and he's made that type of change at such a young age, takes an incredible amount of courage and strength. So that's what he can always lean on. As he gets older, as other obstacles come along, he knows he can always survive and 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 get through it because. You know, he's made it this far. I think we all have a purpose. We all have a reason uh, for being here, and it's just up to us to kind of figure out what that is. And once we figure out what that is, we just have to know that adversity is going to come, but we can get through it uh, when we can get to that purpose. I mean, God made no mistakes. We can't really figure out why some of us have certain lives and some of us have other lives, but we all do have a purpose and a, and a destination and, and, a, and a journey. And the fact that he's been able to maintain and survive and be this strong and and still has a will to survive and, and get better is, is I mean, he's ahead of the pack already. He just has to recognize it and not get down on himself. To re- you know, because, you know, obstacles are going to come, negativity is going to come, but all that's fuel for fueling the gas tank to get to where he's going. That's good. And I'll yeah. say this, Chris, <laughs> I know you're out there, man, and I'm proud of you. You've got a guy. It's out there in, in Hollywood right now that is, um, he's a role model, he's doing things, and right now he's talking to you. And you know I'm right. coming back to see you, I'm proud of you, I know you've been through some stuff here recently, um, but uh, Chris keeps helping me every week, man, he Facebooks me, he even does it in class sometimes, gets in trouble because he's talking to me, his teachers get on him. <laughs> no doubt. Um, you know, I talked to his PO this week while he was, you know, he was with it at the CEO's office, and, and they, you know, I mean, they put me on speaker, and I know I was hard on you, bro, but tonight I wanted to encourage you, don't give up. And this is don't a guy that's saying, hey, we believe in you, bro. So I just I right. moved to do that. That's right. I'll never give up. Absolutely. And, and keep up with him as a continuation of that, just kind of giving him and others that are listening something to stand on when you talk about the perseverance and things of that sort. I know that there are temptations for you as well, you know, on the level that you're on and the same level, I guess, that Chris is on. He has his temptations, but but they're different. And what would you say to someone based on what it is that you deal with that keeps you grounded, that keeps you focused on the things that matter? Because in Chris's situation, we don't want to see him go back, you know, into the penal system and things of that sort. But in your case, it's like you could fall off if you get sucked into the temptations that are brought to you. What is that that keeps you from getting sucked into the temptations? Just kind of share that with them as well. Well, I, I guess, uh, I, I guess the, uh, it all, the, all, the core of it is always, you know, the, the grace of God and just, 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 just staying in favor. And he just, uh, Bob, he, he's been showing me a, a lot of grace in, in this environment. Um, but I guess just having that desire, knowing that, knowing that, I have a purpose and a reason for being here. There's a, I think having that innate purpose and that feeling, you get an inkling when you're, when you're young about doing something and having a passion about it. And that, that's not a mistake. That, that, that means you're supposed to do it. And I, I don't ever want to do anything that's going to take me out of my purpose or, or make me not complete the mission and the reason why I'm supposed to be here. So that means a lot to me. Nothing means more to me than fulfilling my purpose and, 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 and helping other people find theirs. So if there's anything that's going to deviate me from from my from my journey, I, I I try to I try to stay away from it as much as possible, and I think that's kind of what's kept me in holding in the road is just the fact that 
I got to keep going. I got somewhere. I got somewhere to be. Okay. You got yeah. a, you got a destiny, uh, a purpose. Right. Well, with these kids, I was um, with a bunch of kids yesterday, and and um, there's a lot of people telling uh, young people right now what they can't do, what they shouldn't do, what they better not do. You know, don't go there. Don't hang out with him. Don't watch this. Don't listen to that. Don't put that in your body. Don't be with her. You know, don't play that video game. Don't, don't, don't. And uh, and there's a place for that. I mean, kids need to know there's consequences, there's boundaries, but they've got coaches, teachers, cops, preachers, mamas, you know, telling them what they can't do. And yet the anatomy of a dream is about what you can do and what you right. you could be, man, if you if you surround yourself with the right people and you get your mind right and we teach them thoughts become things and words create our world and you know the power of, of you don't attract what you want but who you are and, and right. who you surround yourself with I want you to tell us and, and we try to help them see that there's a gift inside of you whether you know it right. or not it was gifted at, at before birth man when you got your soul it was gifted with something very very unique and when you tap into that thing Something comes alive in you, and your energy spins, and your heart moves, and a fire is lit. I want you, this might be hard, to tell us what is the moment in your career where you felt like you were the most alive? I mean, was it on stage? Was it singing a song? Was it at a point in, I want to know when you were just roaring inside, and I mean a specific time when you were, what were you doing? Where were you at? I guess the most validating time when I felt the most alive when I when I really realized that I was supposed to be doing this was uh, probably the Oscars, you know, the 2007 Oscar performance. Uh, because it's such a huge it's such a huge stage. It's not it's something where I never dreamed I would be. I mean, my biggest my goal was to to come out and and um, you know hear my song on the radio and come home. I mean, that, that was really as far as my dream extended, just getting a deal and, and have putting some songs out. So to be performing in front of a billion people and the people in the audience are the most famous world now people in the world and they were listening to me uh sing was a little surreal and it was uh, validating and it was just uh kind of a, a surreal event and the further i get away from it the more amazing uh i realize that that moment is it's kind of like you know it's kind of like being at the super bowl because you know you may have a, uh, you might you may go your whole career and never get there some do and some don't so um I think that's probably if I had to if I had to narrow it down to one moment, it'd probably be that one. <laughs> uh, that made me. I, I was sitting there listening to you, and I'm like, okay, hold on a second, man. You said a billion with a B, and so yeah, was, I'm trying to that, get my mind wrapped around that. Yeah, it was, it was a billion people because that day that was the year that they finally did a deal with uh, with Asia with Japan to so they did it. They they did it in a lot of territories, but they had never done it in Asia. And this is the first time they expanded to Asia. So as I'm walking on stage, the stage hand handed me the mic and said, "Tonight, you, tonight, a billion people are going to hear you." Uh, no pressure, what your man. No pressure. Like, man. What 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 were your nerves like? <laughs> you know what? I, it, I know it sounds weird, but I, I wasn't really that that nervous because I try to compartmentalize, and I, it's another thing where I didn't want to look down. I think I was more nervous after the fact, and I just didn't want to crack. I didn't want my voice to crack. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just try to compartmentalize and just really kind of stay in the moment and not get too, not start counting the numbers or start looking in the, you know, Clint Eastwood's face or somebody, somebody huge. I just kind of wanted to. My brother was there. I just focused on my brother, and I just, 
I kind of did my thing. Kind of, it was kind of like an out of body experience, to be honest with yeah. you. It's kind of, you're kind of hovering over it, uh, not really all the way immersed in. I think for me, that's how it worked for me. I mean, I think the bigger the moment for me, the more I can kind of shrink it down and kind of slow it down a little bit. But you're um, a gamer. Yeah, it was. A, oh, yeah, yeah. that's what gamers do, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to kind of pivot back to something that we talked about a little earlier, and it's really two separate questions. When we were just talking about applying it to life, and, and you said Hollywood was like a mirror of what's going on in life. Did you, when you went out, or even to this day, did you find a mentor, someone that could actually walk you through some of these things, or did you kind of have to learn on the fly, and you're still kind of learning on the fly? I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination. I still learn to fly. Um, I, I think now there's a lot more wisdom now because I've kind of I've seen a lot of different scenarios. But I think the people that I was been able to work with some of the some of the guys, uh, you know, James Earl Jones and, and Danny Glover and Eddie Murphy and you know a lot of guys I've been able to stand beside. I would just would try to be a sponge and ask as many questions as I could without uh, being a nuisance. Um, kind of help, but I think. I think me having parents, having, having good parents helped a lot too. I mean, the same things that, you know, your teachers tell you, your, your mentors tell you, your choir director, the same rules apply all over the world. I mean, it's just, just a different environment. So I was able to apply those. And I think even in Atlanta, because when I left Atlanta, Atlanta was like a little mini Hollywood. It was kind of getting a lot more notoriety. So yeah. the whole starstruck celebrity thing, I was a little used to that. So. I was kind of, I think I was ready. I think if I had came in any earlier, maybe I, maybe not. So I think it was a good time for me to come out when I did. Yeah. Uh, well, we're heading towards our, our last and final break here, but, um, yeah, in the, the, uh, the last, okay. go ahead, Z. I'll bring that other question when we come back, when we return. Oh, cool, cool. In the last, yeah. uh, segment here, we're going to, yeah, we'll finish up that thought. And then, uh, we're also going to talk about just, um, a little bit about legacy, okay? I'm just going to set up the next. Is maybe it's when you get a little older in life, and you're, you know, you have kids. Kids start growing up, and you also just get into the wheelhouse of your career, which I know, you know, you're a young, you're a young man, um, and I consider myself a young man. But um, you start thinking about, man, what am I going to leave behind? Is the world going to be a better place because I walked on it? And what are the young people going to get from what I do, from my art form, from my craft, from my sport, from my voice, or from my business, or from my finance, you know, whatever you're going to leave behind. And so I want to, the anatomy of the dream is what makes a dream, what drives it, but also, you know, Dr. King had a dream, and he, he was one to die for it. And we're still, you know, there's a, a culture in their religion that believes that there's two deaths. There's one when you leave the body, but then... You don't die until the last person speaks your name. And so tonight I say, Dr. King, Dr. King, Dr. King, you know, he lives and his dream lives and that's a legacy. And so young people need to have a legacy and, uh, or inherit one. So we're going to go to a break now, but I want you to think about that. Um, y'all come back, the ones that are listening and, uh, go grab somebody for this last segment. We're going to have some fun then too. So be right back on Power Peace Radio. Love is in the air tonight. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Hey, the energy inside gives me life. Hey, hey, oh. hey oh. And this goes out to the world. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Can you think 
think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Power of Peace Radio. To reach Kit Cummings or his guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Kit at kitcummings.com. Now back to Power of Peace Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Power of Peace Radio with your host, Kit Cummings. The pleasure, and with our special guest tonight, Keith Robinson, actor, R&B singer. And now we're talking about role modeling the kids. Tonight is the anatomy of a dream. And just to catch everybody up, we talked about keep picking up and just, you know, doing what a lot of people are afraid to do, going to L.A., and I'm just going to make it. And all the things that it took for him to get to where he is now, but I know he's not done yet. And uh, we, we, it was a very powerful moment where we talked to some specific young people about, you know, what do you do when you fall down? What about when you, you know, you don't have a dream or maybe you had one and then you lost it and you lost hope and there's a lot of kids that are losing hope and it's a generation that is hurting and that's why addiction is on the rise. Um, suicide has become epidemic. We're seeing younger and younger inmates locked up and given longer time for lesser crime. For the first time in our nation's history, half of the incarcerated in the land of the free are 25 years old and younger. Now, that has a lot to do with a broken system, but it also has a lot to do with broken young people that are, that are hurting. And so they need role models, and they need to be able to see people that they want to be like and, um, and also have the guts to follow those that aren't necessarily just walking with, uh, with the crowd that are, are living their own dreams. So we, we end up last segment talking about legacy and how as we get older and as we get more successful or if we just, you know, are growing uh, spiritually, we start thinking about what are we going to leave behind? What's the planet going to be like when we step off it? And Keith, I just wanted to ask you, what, what drives you? 
um, what is it, what is your passion, your legacy for those that are coming after you? Um, you mean my passion work-wise or just with, with kids or? Well, let's talk about kids since, yeah, this, this month is devoted to kids because they look up to you, um, you know, a, a singer and actor that's made it last week, you know, 3D Dennis Scott, so they made it in the NBA, uh, a couple weeks, KO, Kate, you know, hip hop producer. So they look up to you, they're listening to you, they're watching you. And so, you know, yeah, tell us about your passion for, uh, for kids and what you, what they, what they see in you. I think my passion for kids is just helping them find, uh, helping them understand that there, there are no mistakes, that there's a reason why they're here, that they all have gifts and talents and it's okay to be different. It's okay to, to do the right thing. And it's, it's, it's tough. I think peer pressure is tough when there is a kid who does have a dream or a passion uh, that seems far-fetched. Um, and a lot of times other kids around them can kind of talk them down, talk them off, off of it because they may be insecure themselves. I just want kids to have that, to know that they can, they have talent, they have a gift and they have a reason and it's okay to be confident and, and not let anybody deter them from that. And I think if we could, if we could help, you know, if I can help a kid realize his gift, realize his talent, and help him stay the course, I think then I think that's what my purpose is. Because I think that's what I represent. I mean, I'm just I'm a product of of, um, of perseverance and persistence. Because I'm I, I grew up a long way from where I live now. I, live, I grew up in South Carolina and in Georgia. And, you know, being on TV was just uh, a, a pipe dream, basically. So if I can do can it, you tell us about your darkest moment. Can you tell us about your toughest moment when maybe you were tempted to give up? I mean, that's the first question, but, you know. Well, I, I mean, my, my toughest moment, moments, I think about it. I mean, I, I've been, I've been uh, attempted with, with, uh, with giving up all the time. I mean, even at the height of my career because it's just it's such a uh, – it can sometimes be so treacherous. Uh, and sometimes the rejection or the frustration can kind of overwhelm you. So people ask me, have I ever thought about a time? And I always say, all the time. So – that like we're not wow. we're not exempt we're not exempt uh, from feeling discouraged or feeling like we can't do it. But I think what separates those that do it and don't are the ones that don't give up. If you just stay in the game, if you stay in the hunt, if you sleep on it, come back tomorrow and just remember why you started it. And you know, if God brought you this far, he's he can, he's he's not gonna just leave you here. That he will finish every work. You know, I won't start preaching, but it, it, it's it's go true. ahead, go ahead. It's true that you can't, uh, you can't let you know, that we all, pain take over. We, we all aspire to be like someone while in us trying to achieve a certain level of success. I want you to give me two people from the acting side, somebody that you aspire or that has inspired you, if you want to say, and from the music side. Well, I mean, that's, why, that's, that's what a lot of people. I mean, from the acting side, of course, I, I look up to so many great actors. I mean, I, I saw Johnny Depp the other night, Black Mass. I thought he was, I think he's an amazing actor. Oh, um, yeah. I love Jeff White. Of course, I love Denzel. I mean, there's a, there, there's a lot of great artists with a, with long, with a long discography that I kind of, uh, would love to, to, uh, to battle myself. Will Smith. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, I think, uh, music, musically, same, same thing. I mean, I, I love, I love, I love artists that are able to do what they want to do, like Seal, like Harry Connick, like um, uh, uh, Sting. I love artists that are kind of have never have, have never having to seemingly having to deviated from their true self and not had to make music or 
or become someone just to fit into the marketplace. The marketplace came to them. And that's, that's what I try to pride myself on. And sometimes that means sacrifice or not always being uh, the most popular, but it, it allows you to leave a legacy because it's you. And um, I'd rather fall on my face being me than fall on my face being somebody else. <laughs> that's good. Say that again. That's good. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. fall on my face being me than yeah. somebody else. That's all right. That's good stuff. Um, I wanted to, to shift because we're going. We're moving into. You know, we got about I don't know six seven minutes. And um, last week we had three D Dennis Scott, all right, a three point mm-hmm. champion, held a record for ten years in the NBA. I mean, just NBA star, and again another role model, but a uh, really really great guy. And we played a game that was called Ebony and Ivory. And for our listeners out there, I bet you you haven't been able to guess of your two hosts who's Ebony and who's Ivory. We're not going to spoil that. We're not going to tell you which one's which. But uh, Z created the game, and he just kicked my butt. And so this week, he's kind of got a, a different one, a little bit of twist. So go ahead. Set it up. We're going right, to get right take on the situation. This is my interpretation of the situation. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read a line for you. And pretty much it's like a thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm with it or I'm not with it. First one is Donald Trump should be leading the Republican polls. Say Donald Trump what now? (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump, being that he's leading the polls, he should be leading the Republican presidential polls. Buy or sell? I'm supposed to say true or false? Buy or sell? Yeah, buy or sell. Uh, Sell that one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You got to tell us why, man. Well, I think think, think his whole campaign is a gimmick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a scary gimmick because there are those that will vote for him. But I think at the end of the day, uh, if you don't have, you know, real compassion and understanding and education on all walks of humanity, then you should not be able to represent the United States of America <laughs> as the president. And I don't, I don't believe that he does just from this, the rhetoric that he spits and some of the things that he says are so one-sided and come from such a elevated POV. I would, I would shudder to think that he would lead this nation. Say it. That's what we yeah. want. We want edgy, real talk. That's what I'm talking about. But he has gotten everybody talking about some things more passionately than maybe he served his little purpose, had his little 15 minutes in the political spotlight. But, man, he's got some people so. talking about some things. So maybe that was it. Okay. So. I hope so. I mean, it's just, you know, we're at a weird time now where it's all about sensationalism. I mean, the more negative, the more outlandish you can, you can, you can face or do, the more attention you get. So, you know, I hope that's as far as it goes. So. There you yeah. go. There you I go. mean, they, they, they just set a record for views for Republican debate. So, yep. you know, like he served his purpose. I mean, it's a ploy. So, you know, but that, that's... Well, that's it's like, it's show. TV that's because it's so ridiculous that you want to tune in to see it. But I hope we, yeah. I hope it doesn't translate into something real, which I, I, don't, I don't believe it will. I have more faith in, in America than that, but... Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I have more faith in the American people, so I'm definitely with you on now, that. Now, check, 
Check this out. We've oh. had a, yeah, a killer killer hour talking about all kind of stuff. Did everybody feel the energy change with that question? <laughs> that one right there. That, that sets things up. All of a sudden, man, Keith, uh, I, I felt a new depth in you in that question, man. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, that was good. So this one's going to be a step down a little bit. All right. So thanks again, Z. You know, you take the really great question. Kobe Bryant says he probably will not retire this year. Buy or sell, and should he or shouldn't he? Uh, I buy that he's not going to retire, but I think that he. But I think that he should. But I think that um, he has a right to sit down when he wants to because of all the hard work he's put in, because of the five rings, uh, because he's one of the greatest we'll ever see. I think that's kind of a prerequisite, and that's kind of a, a benefit of being one of the greatest and putting in those extra hours. Is you get to quit when you want to. So. I, yeah. I think I think you know any great franchise that wins a lot of rings is also a cold side of the mountain, and we just the Lakers. I'm saying we the Lakers are going down the cold side of the mountain because you know that's just life. That's just the universe. The Bulls won six in a row, and after that they you know you know you go to any franchise, any great franchise. There's all there's always the the dark side after after the great ones leave. So would you hmm. rather not come at all? That's your point. We are we are hitting the three minute mark. So um, I right, don't go quick you... with this one. It was said. That was now, said. Now, let me... Huh? It's going to be a quick one. Go real quick. Go. All right. It was said that Jennifer Hudson and Keith Robinson outshined Jamie Foxx and Beyonce on vocals in the feature film Dreamgirls. Buy or sell it? <laughs> oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I was. I, I, I'm on, this is an honest show, man. This is an honest show. No political correctness, Jamie. Jamie I, 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 I mean, I would, I, would, I would say this. I would say that Keith Rob. I say I'm the most underrated member of that cast by far. But yeah, I, I think I, I think um, everybody can. I mean, I think everybody was so talented. They're all right. I mean, you know, I love Beyonce vocal. Jamie can sing. Jennifer can sing. We all have different tones. I think. Um, had they cut out a duet between me and Jennifer Hudson, which a lot of people don't know, you can see on the extended version, where that I think it might have been an easy, it might have been that might have edged us over. But I mean, how could you? you I mean, Beyonce is amazing. So I mean, okay. uh, my only gripe, if I had a gripe with that whole being, uh, uh, you know, who sang the best, I just feel like you know, if they threw me the ball a couple more times, they would have really gotten a chance to see who I really was. So, <laughs> ah, you need to get a bucket. We got a hard break coming. Z, man, you've okay. been awesome. Keith, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to leave everybody with this right here. A guy walked up to me. He had been, he signed a peace pledge, 40 days of peace, a convict in the Michigan Department of Corrections. He turned around so much and found a dream so fast that he walked up and he said this to me, and I, and I quote, Mr. Kitt, do you think there's a Nobel Peace Prize in this for us? A man wearing blue with an orange stripe in 40 days had gone from a convict to someone that believed he could win a Nobel Peace Prize. Everybody listening out there, take that with you. Find a dream. Build it. Be willing to die for it. Power Peace Radio is about dreams. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Z. Signing off. Tune in next week, 8 p.m. Monday night. Peace. For sure. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to Power of Peace Radio. We hope you've become inspired to make a change in your world. Spread the word and make sure to tune in to our next show. We're live every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be the change you wish to see. And remember, hope is the new dope.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.